Hello and welcome to our latest episode of Mac Chat. Uh, this is Molly Bushman, your host, and I'm joined by several members of the Hanson family today. Um, first, I'd like to acknowledge our sponsor, Stelter Incorporated. Thank you to Stelter Incorporated and the Stelter family for your uh, support of our Catholic schools. So hello, how are you, Hanson family? Good. Great. So we've got, we're really blessed today with three guests. So this is going to be really interesting. Um, I'm super excited. So we have Mr. Sean Hansen. Hello, Sean. Hello. Mrs. Paula Hansen. Hello, Paula. Hello. And Miss Megan Hansen. Hello, Megan. Hello. All right. So um, as I mentioned, I don't mean to leave out Jack and Caroline, but, you know, we're at a majority here. So I'll just say this is the Hanson family episode. (laughs) Um, And, you know, obviously one of the super cool things is as of this moment, you're all working for McDonald Area Catholic Schools. So that's super awesome. Um, But I know there's a lot more to the story, um, which is why we have a good half hour to talk about it. Um, But why don't we just start with a little bit of an introduction. I don't know if we want to go down the line. I think whoever wants to go first, jump in, tell tell our listeners just a little bit about yourselves. Well, um, I'm Sean Hansen. Um, I'm band director here and um, at Max, uh, 6 through 12. Um... Okay, what else can I say? Um, You're married to Paula. I'm married to Paula, and Megan <laughs> <laughs> is our oldest child, and yep. uh, we are um, excited to be here. Awesome. Thanks, Sean. Who wants to go next? There, I wish the listeners could see them kind of pointing at each other and things. So <laughs> go, okay, go ahead, I'm, Megan. Apparently, I'm going to go next. <laughs> uh, my name is Megan Hansen. Um, obviously, I'm here with my parents. Um, and I have gone to Max um, all throughout my educational experience. I haven't gone to college yet, um, but I'm working as an interventionist at Holy Ghost Elementary School, um, and that's been just amazing so far. It's been just delightful to work with um, all the children and to make friends with all my coworkers. And yeah, um, yeah, it's been great. I graduated in the spring from McDonald. Um, yeah. Class of 23. Yes. Um, and Megan's humble, but uh, kudos to Megan. As she was Bishop's medalist and a co-valedictorian of class of 2023. So congratulations again, Megan. Thank you. Um, and now, last but not least, Paula, can you share just a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. So um, let's see. I started at Max in 2002, 2003. Uh, my first five years, I was a uh, band director for middle school, high school. Um, then I started having children, and I wanted to go part-time, so um, I started at uh, Holy Ghost teaching music through third through, third through fifth grade and band. Uh, I also work part-time at the parish, so I'm currently half-time at the parish um, as a DRE, Director of Religious Education, and um, teaching halftime for the school. Yeah, I was really glad um, when, you know, that all worked out for you to come back into teaching music. It's just been um, really joyful and and edifying to see you back in that role. Um, So thanks for keeping your your ear to the... (laughs) to what the Lord has in store for you. Um, so yeah, let's, I guess, talk a little bit. Maybe we can um, start with uh, Sean and Paula. And, you know, you talked about your career at Max. It's been how many years? 
this is my 12th year, I think. I think it's my 16th. Okay. So, yeah, good long time, 20 in your 28th year collectively. <laughs> uh, well, at my 29th, here we go. Um, so tell us, you know, how many you've been teaching at Max, like you said, 12 and 16 years. Um, and then, you know, really what brought you to Max? You know, both teaching here. I'm not, I don't know that that's very common. Um, so just tell our listeners a little bit more about how that came to be. I'll start because okay. mine is like, so... It, I came to Max not thinking I would ever stay. <laughs> I thought that I would come. Um, I was a, a lifelong Catholic, had fallen away in college, um, interviewed here, got hired, and I thought I'm two years in and I'm out. <laughs> like I'm going to go teach at a public school and make a lot more money. Um, but I really, really loved the community and I ended up staying. And uh, it's a long story, but I'll make it short. Um, like, I'll talk about it later, I'm sure, but mm-hmm. um, Max just really changed me, and uh, it's how the Lord kept me close to him, and it took a lot of <laughs> looking back um, to see how that would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, Max is just very special to me, and it's truly a family. Thank you. Yeah. Um you know, you were one of the main reasons why I sent my kids to Max. So, you know, you definitely have a compelling story mm-hmm. to tell. And you're already tearing up and making me yeah, tear up. We're going to cry. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen, folks. It's going to be one of those. Um, but before we totally fall apart, uh, we'll just invite Sean. You know, Sean, Paula mentioned... Um, you know, her intentions at the beginning were a two-year stint. Obviously, we're thankful to God that it's been 16 <laughs> years. Um, what about you, Sean? Where were you at before you came to McDonald? Uh, I was at Stanley Boyd mm-hmm. um, Middle School, High School, and I was uh, for five years before I came here. Okay. Um, and before that, New Auburn um, schools, where I did K through 12. <laughs> and uh, that's where I found out I don't work well with little kids as much mm-hmm. um, as I do with the older ones. Um Basically, um, we were kind of jobless um, in the summer of 2012 mm-hmm. um, because that's when um, I changed directions. Basically, Chai High was was hiring a band director, and I was told that I was the candidate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, um, and then it didn't work out. And then I had already kind of separated myself from from Stanley Boyd at that point mm-hmm. and I already had resigned basically. Oh, wow. You know, so that was not a good move because Caroline was a baby. Yeah. And I was at home. I had decided yeah. to take that year off already. Mm-hmm. So here we are. No job. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So we had decided to apply for the same jobs um, and interviewed at about six different schools. And every time they took somebody with less experience that was younger um, mm. because of the money issue. Um, and so, so after being a bit discouraged, I just started praying the rosary every day, um, in hopes for getting a job, you know, um, that my prayers would be answered. And, um, about a month into that, um, I ran into Kathy Greenseth at the, um, I think it was at the fair. And, uh, and she said, hey, we need a band director. <laughs> so I applied, and on August 1st of that year, I got that job. 
Wow. Um, and um, after going to new teacher formation and being like reinvigorated with, with the faith and learning about things again, um, I realized this is, this is definitely the place I want to be. Yeah. Can I add a footnote to that one? Yeah. So when, when I was first teaching, um, Sean would come home just a bit frustrated, um, from like in services and things. And I would just be like totally invigorated and ready to go. Uh, and I just started to pray that he would have a job like mine that he was happy at. And fast forward, I don't know how many years later it was, but he ended up with exactly the same job. (laughs) (laughs) So God works in funny ways, but it took a, it took us both losing, or yeah, both being kind of like in a jobless position and Mm -hmm. it was very scary. And it, and then looking back at it be like, oh my gosh, that was actually the answer to a prayer. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't see it at the time. Nope. Mm-hmm. At right? the time, it was very scary. Yeah, wow. I mean, I never knew that. So I, that's something I love about this show is I always learn things. I thought I knew people well until I have them on the show. And then it's like, I never knew that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and with three kids, including a new baby. So, yeah, that's you guys push through. Um, thanks be to God. Now, thanks be to mother mary as well we're just mm-hmm. we're racking up the thank yous yeah. <laughs> so let's uh go over to megan um i know that you know you haven't been teaching at max for 16 years or anything like that but um yeah i guess we could just maybe we can kind of work backwards you know you brought up that you're really enjoying your work as an interventionist i'm not sure if a lot of people know what an interventionist does maybe you could talk just a little bit about your work and what what's been a surprise or a challenge sure mm-hmm. um yeah, um, that's a question that I get a lot from a lot of different people. So I kind of have like an off the cuff answer now. Good. Um, but yeah, basically as an interventionist, what I do is I help the students who are kind of falling behind academically. Um, I just help them with any work that they need help with or even if they just have any like personal questions or just need personal support i just i'm I'm there for them which is very nice Mm -hmm. and it's it's often difficult because you you get sent the kids who um are having a rough day um and to the other teachers like they just they don't have the capacity to handle at that at that moment um Mm -hmm. but yeah it's been beautiful um i've really just appreciated um learning all the kids names because right. I've been given the lunch duty where I get to type in all of the numbers and that's just the best thing because <laughs> I get to I get to um, see it like most of the kids except for those eating cold lunch obviously right um, and I just I repeat their names and it's really good just getting to know everybody um, especially you know after a few weeks some of them who just didn't make eye contact with me at the beginning are starting to like you know engage with me and it's great um yeah so just helping kids um i do a lot of testing which is like sitting at a a desk and typing in test results and things but Mm -hmm. yeah um for me it's just the the personal connections with students that um i think helps them the most and is most enriching for me so excellent um can i ask and I think I I might know the answer, but I'm willing to bet at this point there's something about it I don't know. <laughs> um, why did you choose to come back and work for your alma mater this year? Well, I always knew that I was going to take a gap year 
after um, after I graduated, just to kind of figure things out um, and to work and save up for college. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just I was considering what to do as a job. I remember one time I changed a tire with my dad, and I was convinced that I was going to be a mechanic, <laughs> but that obviously didn't work out. Um, yeah, but uh, what happened? Okay, so Diane Hepis. Um, she just was talking to my dad one day at, in service and she was like, we need a, we need an interventionist. We have a position open and we think Megan would be a good fit. And it just was kind of a godsend, you know, it just made sense to, um, to pursue that because I wasn't going to find another job that would have been so, um, I think meaningful personally. I knew I wanted to do meaningful work. I mean, the the mechanic stuff was like fun, but it's, I don't know. I just, I find it a lot more meaningful to make a difference in the lives of children. So, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I think it's been a win-win so far for sure. Um, So I guess coming back to your parents, since it kind of all started with you guys making that choice, as we mentioned, to send Megan and Jack and Caroline to our Catholic schools. Um, maybe you can give a little insight on why you did choose Max for your kids. They're you want to go first? Who wants to go first? I just, Sean! I just thought <laughs> <laughs> there was no other choice for us, I don't think. I don't, I don't remember having to make that choice. I think since she was teaching here when they were all born, you know, <laughs> right. basically it, it was the choice. We just kind of always knew. And it yeah. was going to be like that. We never even talked about it, so, you know. Nice. It's nice to have some things like that in your marriage, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, we're just in perfect agreement. Just like, it's probably everything else in your marriage too, right? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. If that was true, I was going to be like, we need to do a whole other episode of like marriage advice. <laughs> um, well, maybe another way of looking at it is, um, you know, we talk about spiritual, intellectual, physical, and moral formation. Um, what are some of the ways that you've seen those things come to fruition in your children through their education at Max? Is maybe a better question. Well, I always just appreciated that. I mean, being in a Catholic school, you can just talk about God whenever, wherever. Um, and ever since the kids were just in elementary school, they would come home with just different stories of where their teachers would um, integrate God into whatever they were learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I always appreciated that uh, a lot because it, it saved a lot of work. And and as a parent, um, believe it or not, it, like when our kids were little, the first couple times that we would pray with them, it was just super awkward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so it was not having to worry, I guess, about where we were sending them um, or or maybe like where we were sending them, we knew that we had a partner. Mm-hmm. Um, so while we were figuring it out, we felt safe um, sending them to a school where they would be upheld in their faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and that gave us space to figure it out uh, at, you know what I mean? Like to figure it out while they were at school learning about God. I don't, does that make sense, Megan? Like, would you say that you felt 
<laughs> I'm being super vague. I don't know. I mean, I think I understand what you're saying a little bit. Maybe Megan obviously does more personally, but um, as a parent, I understand, you know, granted, we are supposed to be primary educators in faith, but, you know, and sometimes we feel less than confident about that and having a school that's partnering with you on that is comforting and -hmm. helpful, right? So um, I don't know if, Megan, you wanted to add anything, and I was hoping to hear a little bit from you about... um, how your education helped you grow spiritually and intellectually. So I don't know if that triggered any thoughts on yeah. you. Well, I suppose when my mom was talking, I was just kind of thinking like, it's very difficult for me to remember like all this stuff from elementary school. Um, and, but I'm sure it's like formed a very deep foundation. And most of the things that I know about God are be- like, because I learned them um, from a young age. Um, but like what you said about like parents being primary educa- educators, um, I really have experienced that more than anything in my in my faith life. Like, it's because my parents were with me when I was like growing in my faith and experiencing deep conversion that that I like that I love God today and that I've experienced His love, um, and it's really helped having having good teachers who have like put that that love and that relationship into words um and like to be able to learn the doctrine of the church and like all those truths has been kind of kindled by by my you know the teachers i've had in middle school and high school especially Mm -hmm. um but really the the foremost experience that I have of a relationship with God and of like my questions being answered like right when I needed them to be answered was because my parents were there. Um, and I remember having conversations with my mom, um, when I was like a freshman, I think, yeah, when I was a freshman, we would, we would go on walks. Um, especially that was like when the COVID-19 pandemic started happening, but we would go on walks and I would just kind of pelt her with questions because I, that was like the first time that I remember um, really being interested in seeking after the truth and growing in my faith. Um, and I'm just so grateful that my mom gave me some very good answers. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think um, hopefully you guys, I would be like verklempt if my child said that. Well, <laughs> but um, but it, for me being on the outside, that doesn't surprise me because knowing you, Sean and you, Paula, as well as I do. Um, yeah, your kids are definitely blessed to have parents who are invested in your faith. And I just know your highest priority for your kids is, is sharing that with them. So um, it's I'm sure gratifying to hear that it's like getting through to her, right? I know sometimes on those walks or those conversations, you just don't know how much progress you're making. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like, oh, I don't want to mess this one up. <laughs> but on the other hand, Paula, I mean, maybe you could talk a little bit about um, the work that you've put in to your journey and the work that God has done on your journey. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I kind of alluded to it before. So cradle Catholic, right? Um, fell away in college like so many other people made a lot of just really bad choices bad decisions Um, and then I think like for me really like the beginning of coming back was working at Max Um, yeah and 
I think like part of it was the sacramental life of what's offered at Max, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we definitely weren't going to Mass every Sunday, and, and it was just, you know, hit or miss. Um, but at least here, um, being part of the Catholic schools, we were going. I was going on Wednesday, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look at that like like that was huge um, in just, like, staying close to God. Um, yeah, and you can jump in whenever you want to, Sean. Like, we kind of have the same kind of um, experience, but... Um, so we put our kids into Max, and and when Megan was in second grade, uh, this, the big story is that, and it's true, and it's a little embarrassing, but it happened. So uh, we, she started uh, her stuff for reconciliation, mm-hmm. and we were told that well, someone should go to reconciliation when you know not with her, but like when she goes, like after her. Right. Uh, and Sean had gone to the meeting and came back and told me that. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to do it. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that. Um, and so we literally flipped a coin to see who would go. Um, and he lost. But the caveat was that if he went, then I would have to go sometime, like within the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um so, so we, yeah, he ended up going and then I, I had what I call the confession to end all confessions. Um, <laughs> I ended up going to Notre Dame um, and just had like the first confession that I had had in like, it had been a long time, probably 15 years. Uh, and it just started to change me. Like mm-hmm. if after I was done, I was shaking and crying and, and like just felt like this whole weight had been lifted off of me. Um, and this is... Uh, it was just like the beginning of of a whole new life for me. Um, yeah, and then I just I just started learning more and more. Uh, I'll mention Father Justin because he was huge in my conversion. Um, but he just kept giving me things to read, and <laughs> I would read them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in, in the course of the year, I read so much. I even read the Catechism. I used to call it like it's like a huge thick book. Mm-hmm. Um, the big green monster is what I called it because there's no way anyone would ever read that whole thing. Um, but Except I ended you. Up, yeah, I ended up reading the whole thing. <laughs> and now, and now many I'm Catholics are reading yes, it worldwide. Thank you, Father Mike. Yeah, uh, we should say that. So if anyone's listening Promo to this, to Father Promo. Mike's 365 days catechism yeah. in your podcast. It's really good. It's excellent. Um, yeah. So if you're yeah. if you haven't heard of it, yeah, do that. But yeah, I mean, you know, and I relate so much to your story, um, and I'm so grateful too because, you know, with go, with walking that path, you were able to be such a have been able to be such a friend to me, um, and my own journey too. So, uh, hey, folks, anybody listening, just kind of thinking like I haven't been to confession in a long time, and it might be really hard, you know. It could be a great time. Maybe this is the sign you were looking for listening to this podcast. Um, but I have to agree in my experience, too. It was this big, long gap from, like, high school to when my son, oldest child, received their first reconciliation. So I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, and, yeah, shout out to Father Justin as well, right? Kindred <laughs> <Yes>. um, <laughs> spirits, truly. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, Sean, and I know that Father Justin played a role, too, in... in um, your ongoing conversion and and kind of your path, and I know um, if I'm correct, you're you're getting closer and closer to possible uh, ordination as a deacon. Yes. 
So I don't know if you want to elaborate a little bit on your journey that has led you to this point and, and what your hopes are for the future. Yeah. Um, you know, quite a journey. Um, I don't think I even read a book until I got out of college. And then, um, <laughs> Let's just pause there. Yeah. <laughs> we won't identify the university <laughs> that gave you a diploma or a degree with He's a music having major. Right? Oh, a music yeah. major. Yeah. Right. We'll say that that was the excuse. <laughs> so I didn't really like reading. And now uh, we, we had to build a new bookshelf because we have so many books. And thanks to Father Justin for, for those kinds of um, uh, motivations uh, or, you know, uh, the revelation of uh, you know uh, of reading and uh, and spiritual reading uh, for sure um, but yeah it's like um, his men's group kind of challenged me to become closer to Christ and, and to have that relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. um, and uh, being able to be open to um, the diaconate you know permanent diaconate where I think maybe four people mentioned that I should do it, you know, when Father Justin was recruiting people. I think you might have been one of them. Um, and I, might, I think I might have laughed off. No, we laughed because remember what <laughs> yeah. happened? I came home and I was like, Molly, Molly said that she's just going to ask people to be a deacon. And yeah. I'm like, that'll yeah. never happen. <laughs> and then what happened? Yeah. So anyway, I thought, no, this isn't for me. Um, but um there's the story of Jesus's first miracle, you know, the wedding of Cana. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Mary says her last words in the scriptures, do whatever he tells you. And uh, the priest uh, was a visiting, visiting priest at the time. It was in giving a homily on it. And um, I just went cold and I was like, this is what he's telling me to do. And he mm-hmm. was using, using people, parishioners, to get me to, to listen but I wasn't and so it it, it had to be from Mary herself <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, anyway it's mm-hmm. been a great four years of formation so far um, learning a ton of things about everything from canon law to all the scriptures to um, this November we're doing homiletics so I get to learn how to do homilies and things so it's, it's very exciting um, uh, definitely to be a servant, you know, and, and those kinds of things. So, God willing, June 1st. Yeah. All right. I will put it on my calendar immediately. Right. And definitely want to hear that first Deacon Hansen homily. <laughs> like, you should charge admission. It may be, <laughs> it may be laughable. <laughs> have the, no, it won't. Have the, but all the students mm. should come and, like, have a cheering section and stuff, right? Yep. Um, I can't believe, you know, there's so much to talk about. And again, we're thanking Mary. I love all the props you're giving to mother Mary. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Um, and I've been, I don't know how, you know, Paula and Megan, I definitely want to talk about music briefly. Like the fact that we haven't really talked about it yet is (laughs) just goes to all the things we have to talk about. Um, so, you know, feel free to give, uh, props to Mary, but if we could spend just a few minutes also talking about your family's charism and passion for music um you know megan um obviously you're born into this musical family um but you're kind of stepping into your own right for sure i've been really grateful um with your work as the holy ghost musician organist um did you want to talk a little bit about your passion for music and the liturgy sure um for me music is just a really natural thing you know it's not like one of those passions that you're like 
you're like, hmm, I just learned this really, really cool thing. And now I'm going to spend my spare hours perfecting it. You know, it's been just like, like, I don't know. I grew up in a musical setting with two parents who studied music and they bought me a piano for my sixth birthday. Yeah, she and didn't want it. I know. I was like, this thing does not have glitter on it. What is it doing in my birthday party? <laughs> but, but yeah, and then there was like the whole fiasco with them wanting to teach me piano. Um, and then I like threw a book on the floor because I wasn't going to listen to my parents. Um, but yeah, it's just I've grown up with music my entire life. Um, and I remember the first time that my mom asked me if I would play at mass and at that point I just like I didn't I didn't really have deep conversion so I was like okay I'm I'll do it (laughs) um but it took some convincing um Mm -hmm. mostly like mom saying that like um that my gifts are for God and this natural gift that I had um I was meant to share it for the good of the church and for the good of souls, you know? Um, Yeah. I just, yeah. And then, like, this natural gift that I had suddenly transformed into a supernatural thing that could could affect others, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then, like, people just kept, like, they they come up to me nowadays and they're just like, wow, your music really makes me feel peaceful um, when I hear it in mass. And it just, yeah, it's blossomed from something, something natural to something that God, with his grace that he has poured into my soul, has made supernatural and able to, to lead others to him. And I think that's just very beautiful. Um, and I'm really grateful that that's something that's kind of grace infected and not just, not just, you know, yeah. what it's always been in my life. So, yeah. I think a lot of people do like parish shopping these days mm. and they look at parishes more like what can this parish do for me rather than what can I do for this parish um and Sean and I were when we first went to Holy Ghost we were kind of like oh we'll never go back there again <laughs> <laughs> uh we joined Notre Dame for a little bit and then we ended up going back to Holy Ghost because there was a lot of people there that we just loved um but but one of the reasons we went back is that we knew that that's where we could serve the best. Um, and we were most needed there. So that's where we, we ended up. And, and then we ended up having an actual excellent musician like Megan, who, who's just been um, amazing and helping. And I don't know what we're going to do next year when we lose her, but <laughs> yeah, it's, right. it's um, just really, um, I don't know, a heart of service is really important when you're, when you're looking at things like that, like it's not about you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not about what can I get out of this. It's about worshiping the Lord and figuring out how you can help everyone worship and how you can worship in right. your best um, capability. Yeah, I love that. And I know, um, you know, I help out sometimes and the only way I was able to convince myself to do that or answer that invitation was just realizing that it's not a performance at all. It's just a prayer and, you know, that's God's work. And, you know, and I have not nearly Megan's talent, um, but uh, God can can work his grace and whatever we're willing to offer. And, and you have a lot to offer, Megan. Um, <laughs> do you want to share just a little bit about your future plans? Yeah. yeah. So 
obviously I'm going to work for the rest of this year um, as an interventionist. And then after that, I plan on going to North Dakota um, to the University of Mary to study um, Catholic studies and sacred music. But I don't know. I think I'm just taking this year to figure things out. Um, and definitely working in a school environment has kind of just made me think more about what I'm doing. So, yeah, it's just kind of up to God. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Keep an open mind, open heart. I'm sure that you will. And, and I'll definitely be praying for you. Um, yeah. So you guys, I mean, lots of exciting things and you just never know what's around the next corner. But I know you guys are open to God's voice and I'm super grateful that you are um, such an important part of our Max community. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks You're for having us. Yep.